Okay, you ready? Ready? Yeah. Stop on the open road. Now was not the time to flop. The buzz is formulating, Jimmy. Now's the time to drop. Is everything around you the finest flow will amaze? You can't honor what I'm on, and bitch, nigga, get gone. Air gas because it's just all, all is just too good. Yo, what is good, everybody? You are listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast, and this is the Eargasm Reviews. Um, start trying to stick to the same schedule. We said podcast on one week, Eargasm Reviews on the next week. The first one we're going to do is No Names Room 25 album. Y'all got to excuse me. I'm trying to like snap into podcast mode. I just came back from a fucking screener and a bunch of other bullshit. All right. And- I understand. Hmm. And of course, this should just stop recording for whatever reason. Not the main recorder, the backup one. But uh, this No Name album, let's talk about this No Name album. No Name's last album was Telephone, and that was 2016. pretty much either picked up on her because they were looking for a female rapper and found one out of Chicago or they were Chance the Rapper fans. Possibly they were McJenkins fans, but I'm pretty sure they were Chance the Rapper fans. And I'm sure it's a lot of people don't know who McJenkins still is. Sadly. So. Yeah. Shout out to him. He dropped an album like two weeks ago. So Yeah. Mm. If you're looking to find out, go listen. <laughs> no name dropped his telephone album and it pretty much got like gathered a cult following spin off chance fans and just people who discovered her in general she had this poetic feel she had this very special way of telling these stories and telephone all the stories on it are based around phone calls that she had with people so that you know there was just just deep intimate feel to it uh, that album had a lot of production from the dude that she got to do basically all of the production for Room 25. I'm assuming it's Felix, like Phoenix, but Licks instead I, of Nicks. Yeah, I think it's Felix. Okay. And uh, she had features on that one. And she has some of those people returning for this new album. But they are two completely different albums. Yes. What's that called? Growth. <laughs> Essentially, Room 25 is about the experience of popping her cherry. She's 27. And falling. Okay, 27. Well, 27 now. 27 now. mm -hmm. Well, Room 25 is about her losing her virginity, I guess, at 25. Popping that cherry and falling in love. Her birthday was September the 18th. So a little shy over two years, which is nothing. Nothing. You know, so I can see her all that happening, and then between then and you know now creating our album. Yeah, so if she was twenty five when she did uh, Telephone, and yeah, she was she was a version of it until twenty five, and she did Girl. that album before. Yeah, she held on she held on strong for long. Girl, 
I commend you. She's a beast. She's a beast. So a bit of background information. Uh, no name's real name is Fatima Warner. She is from Bronzeville, not to be confused with Brownsville, Chicago. And uh, mm-hmm. she announced this project on June 24th and pretty much just kind of let it ride. She completely deleted all of her Instagram posts because this was kind of like a new no name. She wanted it to feel that way. And mm-hmm. some people have hinted that that might be the reason that Isaiah Rajad deleted all his posts. I don't know what the fuck that nigga doing because <laughs> post that. Because, like, you, so you see people do that with, like, I guess that's the thing now with projects or they're doing their refresh, rehash or refresh. So, like, Crit did it, remember? He deleted all his shit. He did that because he got out of that con- that deal with Dev Jam. That's why he did right. that. Right. He did that, deleted it, and then he was hyping up. The first uh, post he put up was confetti. Right. Right. The so, you know, with her, I see, I, I, I can understand, like, you you want to start fresh, start anew, you delete all your stuff. Like, Isaiah Rashad, like, I don't know what the, he just, like, put a picture up of him. <laughs> hit it, hit it. No hit, music. Nothing. No, like. He playing, dog. Like, like, I read through some of the comments, and it's people actually defending this nigga for not releasing the album that he told us. He was released this year. So <laughs> I call bullshit and he's on his bullshit. And I think that No Names is a bit more genuine than even like Crit. I think Crit did his shit out of spite and yeah. new label, new Crit type shit. Mm-hmm. No Name legit did her shit because like she says in one of her songs, the only only time I ever died was in Room 25, right? And, yeah. And she's you a new the person. creative process for why well, she did it. Well, she's like, a new, she feels like a new person, like spiritually and like with her growth and all of the things she experienced from this relationship she was in that it seems like people told her not to get in and she got in anyway. Well, you know, life. Well, she was in a relationship with somebody in her band or that was on tour with her. Mm. It didn't work out. Mm. Clearly. Well, 25. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> She did an interview with Fader, and there was just some things that I wanted to, like, talk about from the interview. It's really good. Like, y'all should go read it. And it's really short. And she did one thing with that interview that um she typically doesn't do. She she did uh, press photography. And if you've ever tried to apply to get photography for a no-name show, like, I've literally been told by her people she does not do press photography. And I'm like, nigga. But, oh, because anyway. she's coming here. Yeah, oh, I'm going to try again. Cause this album needs promotion. I saw, yeah, like when um, earlier, um, I saw that she's coming here on a Wednesday. I think in January, but um, tickets are like twenty five bucks. Yeah, I copped our because our show is sold out. I think our DC show, mm. it always sells out. But I'm gonna try to see if I can get press photography for this show because this album needs a lot of promotion, and she's not on a label. Mm-hmm. So all of the promo and stuff she's doing is via herself hopefully she'll have some vinyls there to buy with the new album cover we'll talk yeah. about that but uh yeah so in this fader interview um she talks about not liking to have her picture taken they went to a dispensary for her to get a pen she actually raps about that on this album too uh getting a pen somebody the cashier noticed her noticed knew who she was and you know she was quoted saying like that never happens most people barely know what i look like and that's kind of true the type of pictures that she used to post on 
her Instagram and then the type of picture you would give her from shows because she has so much hair. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's hard to really see definitive features for her. And there are not too many close up shots. Now there are, there are a lot more now. <clears throat> but in the beginning, it was hard to find just a, this is what she looks like in her normal picture. Yeah, like this is just what she looks like. Like now, what she looks too, like. She stage. doesn't have, you know, you have like a lot of girls, like they have like a unique thing that, you know, their hair is blue all the time or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or they wear like particular clothing that'll make you remember or, you know, they have different hairstyles every time you see them. So she looks like, I mean, she's a pretty girl. She looks just like a really pretty black girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's naturally pretty. Mm-hmm. So um, she got into, so I always thought like, I look at her and I'm thinking, you know, she's a reader. She's this, she's that. I think her mother worked at a library. She was not a reader. She was not studious. Um, <laughs> she, she was a goof. She was a clown. She's class clown, a jokester. But she started watching deaf poetry jam videos on YouTube when she got older and she got obsessed with them. And then she went down to U Media. That's where she met Chance. And it seems a lot of people meet at U Media in Chicago. So, yeah, she's a, a virgin until 25. And in the article, it mentions that she, like, she doesn't go to clubs. She doesn't go to, like, bar clubs or music clubs. She goes to comedy clubs. So she, like, hangs out at the Laugh Factory. And two of the people that she went with, for anybody who's familiar with them, is uh, Quinta Brunson. She is like a YouTube phenom. Uh, this, this, she writes. She also writes. I think she, uh, she's in the videos. She's in videos on BuzzFeed a lot. Mm. If you see a, a short black girl, that's probably uh, Quinta, but she also has a show. She has a YouTube show mm-hmm. that is pretty funny. I can't remember what the name of it is right now, but me and Ashley watched like the whole first season, and it's her living with these two black guys, and they just have these really weird like fifteen minute episodes about nonsense, just pure Mm. nonsense and she also went with this new up-and-coming comedian named jack knight who is actually on netflix with uh Mm -hmm. these it's like 15 minute comic or something like that netflix has this show where everybody does like 15 minute stand-ups and he was on that he was touring so he was there then in the article they don't say their names he just hints you might have seen this girl doing the millie rock on social media and i'm like google short black girl doing Millie Rock. Oh, it's Quinta. Okay. And <laughs> and then he was like this other tall, slinky, 20-something-year-old up-and-coming comedian that just came off a Netflix tour. And I'm like, well, it's like 40 comedians here. Which one? Uh, it's this Jack Nightcat. Okay, he fits the age. He's tall. He's <laughs> it's this guy. It's this guy. Okay. She was quoted in the, same, in the article saying, I wanted both things to be represented on the album. The, like, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed feeling that I have of, like, I'm entering the new world, but I also wanted to showcase the sadness underneath it. She also says, I'm not a control freak. I just don't like having to ask anyone for anything in terms of finances. I don't like having or I don't like having to wait for someone to approve where I can get my idea off. Like if I want to make an album and I want an orchestra, I'm going to figure out how to do that. I don't want to wait around for people to green light my creativity. So that's why she doesn't have like a, a big label deal. That's why she won't sign with anyone. See, in the end, she describes the album and basically she begot an ill-advised relationship with someone on her tour. And when the relationship ended, after four explosive months, she was devastated. Mm-hmm. Four explosive months. Well, in 24, a 20-year-old, 20 yes. 
that's probably like four years. And you're on tour with like. them? Yeah. Yes. That's every, every day. day. And then, you know, the attachment. <laughs> this nigga, I lost my virginity, dude. Like, what? Like, <laughs> just that's an extra layer of emotions. Uh, yeah. I believe it is explosive. And, you know, she going to look back on it. I was like, this nigga. But, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not surprised being that age that it was it was that intense for that long. We actually don't have to wait too long when listening to the album to feel how she to to hear how she feels about this guy. Yeah. Opening track is a yeah, it's a it's it's not sweet <laughs> how she talks about him. So I don't know. Yeah, I, and again like you said you went on tour with him. Like, I didn't even know that part. So I'm just imagining just the extra level of just craziness. And you got to see this fuck nigga every day. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. How, strong woman. She is a strong woman, man. Just listening to her lyrics, she is. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, short and sweet. Try to keep it under a minute. I'll start with DJ. Like overall, like how did you feel about this album before we get into the details? Um, overall, I liked it a whole lot. Um, off first listen, I loved it. You know, I'm pretty, you know, I heard from No Name from you. So um that's how I, you know, got to listen to um, you know, her first mixtape. And I love that too. So I was excited that she came out with another project, but um, you know, it's it's really refreshing because you know you don't hear anyone like No Name, and it's it's good to see somebody, especially this young twenty seven, who you know can can spit, can you know create good music, and and it's just really true to herself. Like she's not gimmicky, she's not trying to be somebody else. You know, she's not trying to fit in a mold. Um, especially how hard it is, you know, nowadays with female rappers that they feel like they have to be in a certain box per se. So, um, and to be this open and honest at this young of an age too, and, and self-aware as well. So definitely have to say, you know, one of the, uh, top albums of the year. Cool. Um, Tuan, are you here? Mike, are y'all here? Yeah, I'm here, man. All right. How'd you feel about it? I'll be honest, it took me a little bit to get into it. And I think that was just because the first time I would listen to it, like I just had it on while I was doing things. You know what I mean? So I don't know if I just sat down with it because I was like, this is not hitting me like immediately like telephone did. But like the second or third time I listened to it, I was like, this shit is good. Like she has this quality about her that she can talk about some real deep stuff and still sound like light and airy you know still sound like she like i never listen to her stuff and i hear her talk about things that feel like that was dark it, it, it kind of ends with this optimistic tone even if she's not intended for it to do that reminds me of like you know in her old junk when she did like bye bye baby and casket pretty you know you had these light airy songs that were about some you know kind of real deep stuff uh this album was way more personal and now you know and i didn't know 
you know, some of the background. So like you hearing that, I was like, oh, okay, now this stuff makes sense. Now, you know, it makes sense what she was talking about and stuff like that. But lyrically, she's amazing. Um, the musically, the the album, I think, is an improvement on her last stuff. So um, you know, and it's just it's just a little bit, it's just different. Like it's it's very when I listen to her, other times I might listen to just regular kind of like boom bap hip hop and stuff like that. I kind of listen to her and I get this always get this little jazzy feel to it. It kind of feel when I listen to her, I feel like I'm 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 listening to her live, like I'm sitting in a uh, a small little club somewhere and she's performing for me, and that's the the intimate feel that she has with her music. So I really really enjoyed the album. Cool. So no name is like somebody I'm not gonna debate you about. That that's just not gonna happen. She is one of the best lyricists in the game right now. She's not one of the best female lyricists she's one of the best lyricists the girl can write and i'm typically not a person who likes poetry slam rap that doesn't really do anything for me like when i hear somebody trying to force it but no name has this way it it just it's like that's how she thinks that's how she talks and it's not forceful and sometimes i forget that she's a poet until i listen to the way like she weaves political stuff in with emotional stuff very personal shit and you get caught off line with some you get caught you get caught off with some of her lines it's just i don't know i don't i don't understand how she's this smart at 25 or 27 it, it's pretty fucking phenomenal um i i assumed that she was a heavy reader but you know maybe she is now i don't know like I, I I don't know. I just assumed she was just this just full of fucking wisdom at a very young age based off of the way maybe her parents raised her or like just incredible IQ. I'm not sure, but this album yeah. pretty much grounded her more for me than the the first one was just like kind of like, damn, this girl is like on a whole nother level. What the fuck? This album made her more personable. She gets to have a, a bit of ratchet to her in this. She gets to be more open in this. Like, she's wearing her heart on her sleeve throughout this album. She's still talking about politics, and she's trying to make you think about your beliefs and whatnot. Contradictory type things. It, it's just, it, it's a lot going on in this project. And I think that, I don't want to say it's hard to listen to, because I think people will misinterpret that. I think sometimes it's hard to decipher all of the elements that she puts into her bars. Yeah, you you have to listen. Yeah, you know, like I think that's why I can get in because like I was doing other things. You well, have you to sit you down can't and listen. You can't even just so you could listen to this album straight through as just a, a practicing and being a fan, like a fan of music, and you'll get the beats and you'll get the rhythm and you'll get you know, the jazziness, you'll get the chorus, the hooks, the sing-songy, melodic shit, you'll get that. If you're actually trying to understand what she's talking about or pick up on shit that she's hitting at, you can't just listen. You have to actually be fucking aware. Like you have to know specifically what she's hinting at. Right. And it's not, it's not like some rappers do where it's region-based. Corner store, Mark and Mark, the cheesecake spot. I'm like, nigga, I don't know what that is. I'm from Virginia. No, like, like that's it's not like that. It is. Did you know what happened with this person in the news six months ago? 
okay, half of this bar was about that. Yeah, I wasn't speaking on it. I wasn't giving you my opinion of it. I just put it in this rhyme. It, mm-hmm. it, it related to something that I said. And it's little stuff like that that just makes her makes her the 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 the, the replayability of her projects so strong. And it's funny you guys say that because I've read somewhere that um, she, I think she, when she, you know, they list like their influences and she was naming like artists, but she named um, Toni Morrison as one of her, I guess, writing or reading um, influences. And if you, I'm a humongous Toni Morrison fan, like, and the way she raps and just like even what she you said about you have to really really listen to her you're not gonna you might not even get it on the first try like the first listen is definitely how Toni Morrison's books are all of her books are like that like she does not have easy reads like you you can read her book and you're gonna miss a whole lot of stuff like I've read Song of Solomon I don't know how many times that's like one of my favorite books by her and I'm always catching something that I missed like, she has a book right now. Me and my mom even talk about, like, it's so much going on. <laughs> you know, it's 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 hard to read. It's good, but it's hard to read because she has so much things going on that, you 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 know, you don't know, not, not know what's going on, but just more on lines of you really need to pay attention and you might even have to write things down to just kind of figure out what, what is going on in the sequence of things. So, um and that's hard because, like I said, Toni Morrison is, she's phenomenal. So for her to say, like, that's somebody she's influenced by, it definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, overall, I, I think this album shows growth. I think it shows, like, uh, I think it'll, I don't think, I think it'll stand the test of time easily compared to other stuff that dropped, not just this year, but from the group of artists that she's kind of part of the roundup with. I think she is a artist that more people should listen to. And I, there's no way you're going to debate me that she's not that dope of a rapper. And there are a lot of female rappers, if this is what you have to do, that you're not going to be able to compare her to for me. Yeah, there, Again, there are not a lot of male rappers that you're going to compare her to for me. So if you're going to now take them out of the group, because now you're just cutting your rapper picks in half, for comparisons and you're going to shave it down to just rappers who happen to have vaginas. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. There, there, there just aren't any that I can think of off the top right now that are just as good as no name is. And that's maybe because I haven't heard them yet. So if you've heard them, share them with me. If you know, we've heard them and I didn't say their name, don't share them with me. <laughs> okay. For somebody's coming, what about Stone? No, no. I mean, it kind of not that she not to pit them against each other, but um, you know, you kind of like to be, and I guess just using this person as an example, just age wise, especially is like kind of like Kendrick in a way, just on the fact of you know he has music that you know you're just not gonna listen off of first like first listen and then you're just going to get everything that's going on. Like it's a bunch of layers and just to be so young and to be that, you know, I guess sure of yourself and that 
open of being creative and being vulnerable and um it kind of reminds me of that but not like i said um pitting pitting two people against each other or doing one of the tit for tat types of things but um yeah it's like an example in a way yep so um yeah that now we're gonna get into doing these track lists so if you don't want to if you want to go listen to the album before you uh, listen to us break down songs so you know what we're referencing or what we're talking about or you can feel like you're involved in the conversation you might want to pause and go do that now and come back but for everybody else who has heard it or doesn't care about doing that and wants to hear from us first or last however here we go um the album is not long it has 11 tracks Things barely over 40 minutes if that and we'll start with uh, track one which is called self Maybe this the album you listen to in your car when you're driving home late at night, really questioning every guy, religion, Kanye bitches. Maybe this is the entrance before you get to the river or heaven before the heathen, no reason for you to like me. Maybe this your wife, you just want him to clean the voice. The baby ain't really yours. It's really for baby's teeth and the chicken wings under season. Y'all really thought a bitch couldn't rap, huh? Maybe this your answer for that. A crack ever. Off the bat, she just has lines that work for me. Um, a heaven before heathen. And I love just the reiteration of you really thought a bitch couldn't rap, huh? <laughs> that she uses in, in the first time she uses it, it's more of like some political shit. And I like the way that she, I don't, I'm not even sure what the word is to describe the type of comparisons that she tries to make that she builds up the whole, like, maybe it's a something, something like the, the contradictions that she puts together the opposing it's it's like a um what is a what is what is what is a jumbo shrimp called what's the term for that jumbo shrimp yeah 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 there's a there's a there's a term for um when you put comparisons like the opposites that you use like shrimp or small they can't be jumbo what is what is the compare what is the um name for that type of term I have no idea. I'm sorry. I know. I'm talking trying. about the oxymoron. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a schoolboy album. Yeah, she uh, <laughs> she she does that with the whole. I bet you thought a bitch couldn't rap, huh? Bars that follow it. She puts all these things together that contradict themselves. And the whole second verse on this is just about her vagina. It's just about her pussy and yeah. the power of pussy. My pussy's teaching ninth grade English. <laughs> my, my pussy wrote a thesis on colonialism and conversation oh, yeah. with a marginal system in love with Jesus. I'm like, nigga, what? Oh, wonderful. And is this the one where she said something about the chicken wings? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, she said something like, oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote it down. She this, said, um, and your chicken wings under season. Like, she says, this really for babies teasing and chicken wings under season. And I, I got to ask, what does that mean? I mean, to me, it just gave me like, um, you're just so ba- like basic bitch type. Okay. Like, you're such a basic bitch compared to me because these are the reasons why like you make un- under season chicken wings. She said this like, like that's, that's that's your mindset. 
I just I, I was like I need to understand that line, and then she said um she references the telephone when she says this one is a small apology for all the calls that I screened. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, like, but th- 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 I think my favorite is when she starts talking about the nigga that she was fucking with. Oh, oh, and some of these I didn't know were like legit terms, but she says uh. And, and it has this very like uh, I don't want to say dreamy. It has this very it's very melodical. So it's like a walk through the park of flowers and roses and shit. Like I could see birds flying around her, twerp like just tweeting and whatever. And she's just got her arm stretched out, rubbing it across branches and stuff. You really thought a bitch couldn't rap, huh? Like her dress is just blowing in the wind and shit. But she has this line. She says, "Mr. Mr. Money Man, Mr. Every Day He Got Me, Mr. Wifey Me Down, Mr. Me Love, Mr. Miyagi, Miscellaneous, Mr. Molly Inside My Saki. Mm. And I'm like, okay, it's a lot going on here. Mr. Money Man, Mr. Every Day He Got Me. Okay, so they going out. Like, he's kind of showing her a good time, but he's also showing her, like, I'm a man. I can take care of you. Look at my money. Kind of showing off. I'm flashing. Uh, Mr. Wifing Me Down. So this is how a man should act. This is how you supposed to act because I'm acting like the man with the money. So if I'm the nigga with the money, then you're the wife. You know, you stay in the kitchen, walk behind me, treat me like the big man I am. Mr. Me Love, this is a real term. You can look it up on Arbor Dictionary. Me Love is a nigga that really loves himself, like he's really into himself. Uh, Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> this, a nigga trying to teach you some shit. The uh, most, and and, and the, Mr. Wiping me down, I can see that it could be somewhat sexual too. Yeah, I can see I can see that being like a double entendre, Mr. Wiping me down, like you lock me down, but also wiping me down like you're mm-hmm. belittling me. Like, like you, that corny ass wifey term. Mm-hmm. Uh Mr. Mr. Miyagi is basically like he's teaching me, but he's teaching me in the most like pre- like pretentious way possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, kind of disrespectful. Daniel son was that Asian man's bitch. Uh, Mr. Molly inside Masaki. Well, yeah, I think that one is pretty uh, explanatory. Yeah. So self yeah. self explanatory. We don't need to break that down. You don't need to break down every no name bar. <laughs> but yeah, it's a strong opening, man. And I like the humming in the background on this too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm. I you know even I'm gonna go back to the lines you just said too, like. That all gives me, I mean, that could be in anybody's relationship, but that definitely gives me, I'm a virgin. I don't know a whole lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I am dealing with somebody that I am emotionally attached to. And not only that, I just gave my, you know, virginity to, which is another strong attachment to somebody. And especially if somebody knows this already prior you know, people take use that and uh, take advantage of it. So I could see him doing that too. Yep. Now the the next track is a uh, black exploitation, and the beat absolutely sounds like some shit that like Dolomite would have walked into a room on. <laughs> it it is it, it is it is the secret club type of type of a uh, like bass. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you you kind of it's 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 hard to explain it if you ain't really. I gotta find more music that sounds like this, like just as <laughs> instrumental music. 
it 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 screams it screams cool cool brother black yes right the intro gave you that that feeling (laughs) it set it up ain't that the um same intro that dead prez use i'm not you're talking about the the uh you're talking about the dolomite intro right yeah, when he was like, you know, he's I'm 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 black. I'm gonna die black. He's I'll, I'll probably die because I'm black. You know. Did she uses that later? She used that at the end of the song. This is the one that opens up with uh the actual Dolomite line with "Did you take my money?" Oh yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. I think it does end with the "Born black, I'm gonna die black." Probably because yeah. I'm black. Cause some cracker that knows I'm black. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. That was that is the end. But uh, it opened up with Dolomite taking some woman's money, and it is, it is definitely Dolomite. So the, the the beat just I just want to play the beat. What happened to my hundred dollars, Joe? Nigga, did you take my money? <laughs> That's right, little bitch. Uh, sounds like that scat episode from Home Movies. Stupid. <laughs> I, I every chance I get to bring up the scat episode, I will nope. scat battle. What? Don't don't listen to it, Don't listen, don't don't go into it. <laughs> don't I don't do know it. what is he talking. Yes, about? she does. Don't she do, was here. When don't, we did don't do it, DJ. Um. So <laughs> the the rapping on this one bothered me at first because I was like, I can't hear what she's saying. She's like whispering a fucking Mission Impossible secret to somebody. I don't. I don't know what's going on, and I don't know what she's talking about. Betty the Boop and uh, chicken wings, Chick Fil A in the bushes. What is she talking about? What is what is what is happening right now? It, and then she said a line: "Maybe I'm an insomni black, bad sleep triggered by bad government." And I was like, "Oh no, she's doing that again. She's being smart again. <laughs> she's she's putting shit together." First of all, let me sit and play around with the term insomni black. How do you even come up with that? Uh, she has lines like, "If you really think, oh, this was this was my favorite line for a minute. If you really think I'm cooking cracked, then pass me the oven mitts." Wow, I was like, that was the that was probably the first dope line I heard when I listened to this album. I was like, "Well, I'm completely in. I am I am all in." Uh, she makes a she makes a reference to Hillary Clinton. She says, "Keep the hot sauce in her purse, and she be real real blacky, just like a Hillary Clinton who masqueraded the system." Who chicken boned, what a melon, traded hoodie for hipster, infatuated the minstrel. I hate her. I hate that she can pay imagery like this based off actual events and like uh, uh, government conspiracy shit and actual shit that happened to black people and is happening to us right now. Mm. That whole, remember when Hillary Clinton went on the Breakfast Club and she pulled out a fucking hot sauce out of her purse? Yeah. <laughs> God and that wasn't you know that wasn't too long ago. <laughs> that bullshit. Damn, it's, you think it has been two years at least? Mm-hmm. So. Damn. She had writer's block for those two years too. She did this album like this year, I think. She had writer's block for a really long time. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. She didn't think she'd be able to do something as good as telephone. And then oh, she kind of she's I think she's a she figures herself to be like a. Like once it switches, it's kind of like she was in procrastin. It's like procrastinating. You write your mm-hmm. best shit in the rush out in the in the eleventh hour. It's kind of like the way she did this album. Uh, she had another line that was like, "When we cool, they cool. We die as coon." Mm, that's so true. That's that fucking speaks to that 
that Twitter thread you shared with us today, ma'am. Uh, That's exactly that. Well, I, what did Paul Mooney said? Everybody wants to be black. Everybody wants to be a nigga and nobody wants to be a nigga. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. When we cool, they cool. We die as coon. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so true. Listen, this is a 27-year-old saying this. <laughs> Crazy. And even, My brother's not talking like this. He's 27. <laughs> and he's worried even, about his fucking Jordans. Of course. She, has, she keeps a pair of Jordans on, too. Um, I'm not even joking about <laughs> that, either. And even, even then, when I first heard these songs, I still was not hooked the first couple times I heard this album by these two tracks. I was like, okay, she's getting warmed up. Mm-hmm. And over time, I've grown to have so much fucking respect for the writing on this. And just the way that the way that you can have Felix produce this whole album and certain songs are like the strings are his real signature. I think they're his really strongest defining characteristic as far as a producer. But for him to be able mm-hmm. to do something like black exploitation as well, like speaks to the to the fact that like he he is a, a legit like musician on the boards. Do we know it? Has he done anything else? I didn't even. I didn't her thing, researching on. her stuff. Probably, I'd be surprised if he hadn't. Oh, this nigga got a whole album. I just clicked on it. Well, there you go. It's called Tempo. Mm-hmm. And it won't be the same tempo on each track. <laughs> It came, it came out this year, too. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. Add that to the list. Add it to the list. Yeah, I want, because his voice is going. Oh, yeah. So. We haven't got to him singing yet, but uh, yeah, he does that, too. He does that, too. <laughs> Track number three is a prayer song, which is featuring Adam Ness. And, uh, God, she got me when she said, don't nobody got no holy. Everybody got an iPhone. Oh, I see. I missed that part. Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I missed that line. And then she got these little double entendres in lines that sound like that are sexual. Like she says, if you want to help me to kiss me and fuck me good, good, good tonight, Inglewood tonight. Some shit that I did not catch. <laughs> she said, when I went, it's like confessional trying to find me a therapist. They taught me how to say amen, amen. And I like fucking, I just came back from seeing uh, a film called Boy Erased, which Ooh. is about, it's, it's, a, it's a film called Boy Erased that'll be in theaters this week. It's about uh, conversion therapy. This kid, this guy who experienced going through conversion conversion therapy and really? how ridiculous it was. It's really good, but yeah, it's based on his memoirs. Oh. Yeah. But it's just, just the whole, um, like the idea that people take you to church when you need to really seek, get help. Mm-hmm. They try to, that whole pray it away shit. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the quintessential black uh, way of, Praying off everything that's going on with you, regardless if it's what's really going on with you. Yeah, like you know, prayer. Just get rid of. Oh, you have you know, you're depressed. Just pray. 
you know, just everything, just pray on it and it'll just go away. Just like that. I can't believe people still do shit like that. That it, it, it like conversion therapy is still legal in 36 states. Oh yeah, man. Like look, the 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 more progressive parts of the country are the big metropolitan areas around the coast. There's still a whole lot of other country that's out there. And they still do a whole lot of stuff like this. And it's and it's real it's it's real sad, you know, when it comes to people working with kids who are uh gay or people in just mental illness in, in general, you know, like there's so much crazy stuff out there. So you see people they'll either say, you know, God's gonna change you. Or, oh, yeah, you got depression, don't go see a therapist. Go, you know, hit that good prayer line. Mm-hmm. Pray the gay away. If, if, if you're faithful enough, it will it will not happen. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a lot, man. Um, I like the I like the I like that this I like that this song pretty much for me starts the whole I need a lamb. I need to have a live band when I take this on tour. Like the symbols are strong on this song. The fucking symbols. The whole hook is like the whole uh America, the gray, like just just all of this pointing back at the screen. That's ridiculous. The politics in Chicago that she addresses in the first verse. Um, she, she man, she just this is probably one of the more political songs on the album. And she gets right into it. But it never doesn't have still like a a rhythmic dance feel to it. The beat didn't need to sound political. The words did that. So I I appreciated that. Like she never loses the melody on this Mm -hmm. album to make a statement. I feel like rappers do that sometimes when they want to make a statement, they lose the melody so you can focus on the words and like, but bro, you still making music. (laughs) Do you want me to listen to this again? Or would you like this to be a PSA? Yeah. She, she copied all of that. In one song. Yep. That's how it's supposed to be. As a person who takes their time, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm a master. And it's not long-winded. Because, you know, you get a lot of people that's long-winded and wrong. Wrong. I'm a master Definitely of time management. Uh, the next track is <laughs> one of my favorite songs on the album, Window. I just... Felix, Felix is singing is just... Singing, honey. Go find yourself. I was like, I hate this nigga. <laughs> I hate this nigga. Singing, honey. These fucking strings are played for all the gods she was questioning on self. We didn't we didn't talk about that either. The opening bars to self. Like for niggas who riding in their car when they questioning all the religions, God, Kanye, like that oh, line. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was so timely. Yes. App appropriate. Oh, yes. This one window was the one where this is where she talks about how she lost her virginity. Mm-hmm. Ooh, honey. She, she, like, you know. Uh, I've listened you to never this song. forget your person you lost your virginity to. Well, most of y'all hoes mm. might stop. Not know. Don't do that. But, Ma'am, I mean, am I saying a lie though? <laughs> Life's a party. Leave him alone. Some I, of y'all hoes might not remember, but 
Um, you but for the most part, you remember, you always remember your first person you lost your virginity. Yeah, and you also remember who your first love is. You know, even if later on down the line you realize it might have been more lusty than lust, but. <sighs> I feel like there should be a nigga who stands in the room and says your first time while you have your first time. It's your first time. No. Your first time. Got to be your first time. Only time. It's your first time. <laughs> like, the uh, song wouldn't have to be longer than a minute. I don't know how many times I sung this line and did not fucking get it. The fucking me so happy now, me so Mississippi. I did not get that line for the longest. And then when I looked at it on paper, I was like, oh, I hate her. She gets on my nerves. The whole song definitely, like I said, gives you, um, she dealt with the fuck, nigga. Mm -hmm. Empathy was empathy only when you was into me. Wanted the nasty. I remember she said about you know you wanted a nasty bitch. Um, what was it? Oh yeah, you want a nasty bitch psychiatrist that cook like your mama. Mm-hmm. You want like the whole and, and it kind of goes back to even that whole Mister you know Miyagi that whole line in the other song. Like you know he wanted pretty much he wanted his cake and you know and he wanted to eat it too and. A lot of times you get men that feel like, oh, this person is a virgin. I can mold them to how I want them, especially sexually, because they don't know anything else. So, you know, they always think my, my dick is the best because they don't know, they can't compare it to anything else. And usually those are the uh, dudes that are super insecure and like I said, a fuck nigga. So. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Empty, empty fucking cussing on the one your bitch. Really my bitch too. Making money TN. DM your resume to industry. Sympathy held you down. Don't, don't. We love you. Ain't nobody around. Masquerade like I'm empty. Empathy was empathy only when you was into me. Kiss me back to save you. Happy, happy. This song ain't even about you. Daffy, duh. Daffy, taffy, daffy, ducky, fucky all around. For me on the ground, for me in the bed to skip. For me with your eyes closed, cigarette cruise shit. This song ain't even about you, Daffy Duck. This song gon' make me go fuck your daddy. This on the reason I'll be clean up who I send them an addy. This like a remedy for nothing, it's me French and a tabby. Like you gotta hear it. I gotta hear I can't wait to hear this live. I she better have a lot. I cannot wait. Fuck I a want DJ. everybody in the audience to be like chanting word for word. Yeah. Neck snapping and everything. I want all the attitude. She said, go and get your bag with your kin folks. I was like, nigga, what? Is this revival? What what is what is happening? What is it? Them Cardi B rules. What is happening right now? Um, she had a line, and this these are the lines. So when I listen to No Name, every line that we've talked about has been well thought out, perfectly placed. It fit the mood created imagery did everything we needed to do right Mm -hmm. those are symptoms of no name the disease no name cool the shit about her that i absolutely love are lines like this one um that lines that really show her innocence 
I knew you never loved me, but I fucked you anyway. I guess a bitch liked to gamble. I guess a bitch liked to lonely. Like, the way she wrote that. Yeah. Like, she said, I guess a bitch liked to lonely. But it's just like, she plays it off with the whole, I guess a bitch liked to gamble shit, right? I guess I like to gamble. I feel stupid for doing this, but, you know, gambling is gambling. But then to follow that up with, I guess a bitch liked to lonely is kind of like a punch to the gut. I feel so bad for her having it like going through this experience. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is even though like that part is, you know, her, her story is about, you know, liking and, you know, loving somebody that she ended up losing her virginity to just, if you even just take the virginity part out, like women have been in this type of relationship you know, been dealing with this type of dude all the time. (laughs) Somebody that, you know, you're more into them than they are you, you know, somebody who knows that and has taken advantage of you because of it, you know, it's, it's just, it's just very authentic. And for her, like I said, to have this relationship with somebody and, have this where, you know, this is somebody you lost your virginity to and you're going to always have that emotional tie, you know, whether it's good or bad. For her to have all all these words and be so vivid with it at this age where somebody like me, an old-ass bitch that's almost 40, can be like, damn, I remember not too long ago I was with that fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just very very like honest and very very authentic and that's very rare um then you know like you were talking about earlier she clearly was dealing with a fuck nigga she had the one line i brought you game five tickets made my pussy the sequel who hadn't done well i hadn't (laughs) maybe not game five tickets but like you don't bought this nigga stuff (laughs) you not gave him vagina afterwards I also didn't get that line at first. I didn't get that line at first either. I feel like all the women listening got it, and I was like, "What she mean by her, what she mean her pussy the sequel?" Ben didn't make it to like the second, third. We're like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, and that it looked, it looked, I feel like as soon as we said that, like every woman listening is like, "Mm-hmm." Yeah, that's why she wrote that line, nigga. I'm that's telling you, I didn't it. get it. I did not get it. I was like, "Brought you game five tickets, made my pussy the sequel." But wouldn't your pussy be game six? I'm so confused. Did y'all lose? What, <laughs> what is happening? Is it the next series? What is this? In the thing? Is it what we don't? Maybe he didn't make it rounds to game seven. I'm so confused. Was there a champion this year? What happened? And then, like, I'm sure DJ heard and she was like, "Mm mm-hmm, brought that nigga a sandwich and gave him some pussy. And, it like, for you, it was so simple. It was so simple. Like, oh, how many stuff I done bought dudes? Be like, yeah, you know, like, bought stuff for their birthday, gave him, you know, pussy to add the sequel. And then, you know... He MIA the next week. <laughs> I mean, men, if you really want to get this album, you need to tuck your dick. Because I feel like that's the only way you can hear it the way it's supposed to be heard first time around. Because you, your dick just make you dumb. It, it, I was I was absolutely dick dumb to this line. It's okay. Um, the next track is Don't Forget About Me. And I love that this song sounds like she's walking through. Like a dream. Like a, like a, she's walking through a memory of her where she came from. Mm-hmm. And then she says shit like your family looking like a prayer song. And I'm like, that can be used as a joke 
And that can be used as some really sad stuff. <laughs> With, in this song, it's sadness. She says, your family looking like a prayer song. Your mama at the table crying, all her hair gone. Feeling fishy, finding chemo. Smoking seaweed for calm. This Disney movie, these Disney movies too close. I hate her writing. I hate it so much. Feeling fishy, finding chemo. I hate her. Finding chemo. And she's also talking about herself. Like, she's dealing with some demons and some struggles. Tell them no, tell them no name, almost, pa- almost passed out drinking. Secret is, she really think it saves lives. Mm. She uses that line a lot. Like, that gets reiterated. Thinks it saves lives. I'm a prayer to hope and bank account wish I'm wrong for my loved ones. Tell them no name still don't got no money. Tell them no name almost passed out drinking. Secret is she really think it saves lives. Somebody hit D'Angelo. I think I need him on this one. Brothers and sisters, mamas, cousins, uncles, everyone missing somebody. Dancing daylight. She also has this thing about talking about plastic surgery. Um, she talked about it on, I think, prayer song. She says, find you, find you some happy, go get some new titties. Yeah. And on this one, she says, let's get down to the nitty gritty, change my city titties 13K. The pretty cost these days. My doctor really loved me. How I'm only half awake. I just came from the funeral. My ugly passed away. That was another line that I caught the first time I heard it. And then this is what, right. And then this is where she, because then I want, she moved from Chicago to LA. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense why all of a sudden now you really want to start questioning yourself because, you know, what's the land of the beautiful people? And I'm sure on every street corner there's somebody's plastic surgery, you know, building, and everybody's just um, enhanced. So if you feel like you're just this basic, quote-unquote, basic-looking woman and you're not this exotica, like I'm sure they all look like in L.A., you know, I can see somebody questioning, well, you know, maybe if I change this about me, Maybe mm-hmm. I feel better about myself. Yeah, and then, like I said earlier, she does not like to take pictures. Mm-hmm. That's a person who might then again. Yeah, that's a person who might have some some issues with like the way she feels she looks. Mm-hmm. And then True. also, this dude that she just was fucking with that she broke up with. That's not helping yeah. the situation. Exactly. Like you, all of that stuff plays into this song. That don't forget about me. It's not just about her family. Like it, it's about everything that she's dealing with. Cause she she's saying don't forget about me to like her auntie, not just her mother, but like she's saying don't forget about me to people that she that that shouldn't for, that shouldn't have to worry about forgetting about her. Mm-hmm. Cause they it's kind of almost as if she's to say she might pass before them. So, like she says, Grandma, don't forget about me. The next song is uh, Regal. 
which is uh, I, I love. She just opens this up with the hook: "Make my wrong turn right, make my fist turn heaven." It. Yeah, this is where she's. This is like the opposite of <laughs> the last song. Oh, oh yeah. Oh no, she's she's <laughs> regal. Complete opposite. But this also, I feel like it's. Just, I feel like she's talking about dude in a pie. Like he makes her feel like a queen. So we're like all over the place, and and also the the melody for this sounds like butterflies fucking. It does. <laughs> <laughs> It does. It really does. Make my wrong turn right. Make my fist turn heaven. May the Lord be with me. Make me look like Reverend. Make me look like Regal. Southside abandoned. I swear I look so regal. I swear I look so regal. Make my wrong turn right. Make my fist turn heaven. May the Lord be with me. Make me look like Reverend. Make me look like Regal. Southside abandoned, I swear I look so regal, I swear I look so regal Oh my baby got to know me, I'm looking like I'm the homie I'm tired from head to shoulder, I'm colder when he don't hold me I'm warmer inside the casket But you know, I did, I've never thought about that That she's still going through those emotions with homeboy And this is, this is the high Nigga, that fucking homie line Oh, my baby got to know me. I'm looking like I'm the homie. I'm like, bro, hold on. Is this how women really be feeling? Like when y'all get in deep with a nigga, y'all feeling, y'all looking like y'all feeling like the homies now. I'm, we cool. I'm like the homie. He let me come hang out with them. I'm feeling, it's like, it's like when your little sister finally gets to hang out with you and your friends. Oh, they treat, <laughs> they treat me like the homie. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's, I get paid attention to. You know, he might take me to the chicken wing spot he likes. You know, just a, he gives me a drop of stuff that he likes, and it makes me feel like I'm a part of him. I'm the homie. Mm-hmm. You know, I might not even have to be like spruced up every time I see him. I can be, you know, coming in chill as fuck. And it's it's okay because he's told me it's okay, mm-hmm. like that type of shit. Ugh. Uh, she says, get. She says in line, she says, give him rice and politics to bear more arms. I was mm. like, nigga, mm. rice and politics. Mm. Put it on the shirt. Mm. Yes, it does. put it on the that shirt. Needs to be on. <laughs> mm. Yes, yes. Especially, we need to. Find, yes, we need to do that, and we need to find. Whatever rice rooney that uh, comes in an orange color mm. powder. Mm, put a wig on it. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, this needs to be a shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how the album picks up with uh, this. This song comes out of nowhere. This shit comes out of nowhere. Like, where does Montego Bay come from? And it's titled Montego Bay, like my girl, my nigga, Bay B A E. So she's taking trips with her boo. And it's got my girl um Raven Lene on there. She put out an album this year, I think, too. I need to um listen to that. Cause even before that sticky song, she was on that guy. I forgot the guy's name. I know he did the song called Mona Lisa. But she did a song with him. He's I think he just does like production. Mm-hmm. And it was very good. So I I like her. I wanna listen to more stuff by her. All I know, she was like, I know my heart is wherever he may stay. And I'm like, girl, it's only been four months. She wants so much love. You want so much love. She that's said. Four years. That's, that's equivalent to four years for them. She said, because a bitch really about her freedom. Because a bitch sucking dick in the new Adidas. 
Ma'am. Ma'am. I remember that. <laughs> oh god. I just like her flow on this. I like that it stands out on the album. It it really does take you on a trip with her. It just it you know what it does? It really does like set up the tempo for the next two tracks. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's telling one whole I feel like she's telling a whole story over the next three songs. Right? Like she's telling a whole story off of the whole out al- over the whole album, of course. Mm-hmm. But for me, like my favorite section of the album is Montego Bay, Ace, and Part of Me. The I listen to Ace all the time. But mm-hmm. Montego Bay just I don't I don't know where her bae was from, but she like thanking islands for this nigga and shit. I like like I I'm reading like the lyrics now, and I'm wondering if he's maybe I from the islands. Yeah, or maybe he looks like islandy. I don't know. You know, niggas. You know, dreads is like the new wave lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, she's in love with this so. nigga. <laughs> She's 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 in love with this nigga. So he gonna fuck me like I'm Oprah, <laughs> right? She she said she said fancy bitch need to use a coaster. <laughs> like come on, man. I know he eat me like I'm wifey. <laughs> he know my hotel overpricing. Yeah, this nigga was. Oh, Bro, he was living up under her dog, like so up under her. He was he was he was using her. He was taking event. He was a true ass fuck nigga. My God, <laughs> I would know how this whole ass nigga look like now. You know, look, I was trying to find the info. I really was. <laughs> I was like, where her band pictures? Is it pictures of the tour bus? She good. She don't take pictures of nothing. I'm like, nigga, uh-huh. she ain't have an on tour camera person or nothing. Uh-huh. There's no picture of her in black and white in the back of a restaurant with this nigga arm around her or nothing. There's no mm. picture of her lovey dovey hugged up with this nigga. Like, where is the pictures? Where are I know. What and if he don't have what if they were on her account and she cleaned out her whole account because of that? That could be nigga. Does Instagram archive? Sometimes they do. You know, they always say you can always find pictures. You got to go. Yeah, you got to search deep, but you can always find stuff. Like, even when they delete Twitter, you know, stuff, you Mm. can always find it. But that definitely makes sense. Go full detective mode, Deidre. See if you can find them pictures. Find this nigga. Oh, I'm about to look. Find this nigga. That definitely makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm about to talk about this nigga. They about to start judging. Let me get rid of his picture. I don't, want them, I don't want them judging me for falling in love with a nigga that looked like this. <laughs> like, he was my first one. I didn't know y'all. I'm young. I didn't understand. <laughs> Also, what the hell are they saying in the background during the breakdown? I've been trying to figure that shit out for like four weeks. Yeah, that I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I love how she lets people just flow on her song too. Like she just lets Raven have carry this song in the beginning. She doesn't need to make a present till it's time to start talking about how much she loves this nigga. <laughs> now the next track is Ace, and I'm I'm I am debating between part of me 
this and window as my favorite songs i have not decided which one it is yet mm-hmm. but i fuck with fucking smino on ace so hard mm-hmm. for the way he comes in with that damn hook bro like <laughs> that shit is just uh. Also, did they just chop and screw the end of a boys to men song, or like what they is did. that sample from? They did. Is that where they it's did. from? Oh yes. my god! <laughs> I've been trying to figure out which song it is, but yes, they did. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Look here, then he throw. Blokes. Look, you can hear the, you can hear the lead psycho boys to men. Wanye. <laughs> you can hear that nigga. You can hear Wanye Wanye. Like you hear the rest of them. Ooh, whoa, whoa. And then you hear Wanye. Ooh, you gotta listen. But that nigga, he, he's about to he's about to leave. He's about to start singing the chorus. Or the hook. Whiskey with the team, got it bubbling, I got trees in my luggage, I got teens I lined and hope you can what you say, fuck is you say you say you haven't at the age hotel, you gotta tell me Fuck is you say I know the way what you saying I'm making wrong I'm out on track, I'm in this field I hate this nigga, this nigga said I'm out on track, I'm in this field, I'm shot, you put me in my fields. I hate this nigga. Mm. I hate this nigga. <laughs> mm. We need to look for stuff for him too. Oh, Smino? Smino's album is fucking fire. You've never listened to it? Mm-mm. Oh, nigga. It's extremely fire. It's so good. <laughs> like, it sounds like this. I'm a real big fan oh. of Smino's. Like, I, I started listening to him. Of them. Which one am I starting with? I started with the first one because of No Name. Like, I immediately was like, I need to go listen to some music from this nigga, because what the fuck? He got five of them. Okay, I'll be sad. Oh, his birthday's the same as mine! Okay, he's dope. Also, I like to imagine that he is the fuck nigga on this song. Because he talks about he got teens out in London. No, no! Because he's like, because if you listen to it, he says, he says, uh, whiskey with the team got a bubbling. I got teens out of London. And he says, like, w- like he's having an argument with a person. He's like, he's like, cause he says, I got, te- I got things out in London. Oh, you hope you K like, hope you know what you say. Fuck is you saying? Fuck is you saying? I'm like, like he's having an argument. I'm like, bruh, this nigga the fuck nigga. Then he starts talking about being at a hotel. That Ace Hotel is a real hotel. Like, Wait, oh my god! I just bruh. saw a picture of all three of them. Where did it go? Oh, you talking about Smino and them? It was him. Yeah, there's a, there was a picture of them hanging out together. Um, by the t- around the time our album dropped, I remember that picture. He had no name, and I guess the other dude, Saba and Smino. Yeah, where did it go? Like if that, that if that hook does not get stuck in your head, bro, just the melody of it, you're a broken person. <laughs> the pitch and everything is perfect. Like my nigga, and my nigga can write too. What's a bloke? Oh, uh, it's a it's an English term for a asshole, I think. Oh, uh, Smino said, uh, regular nigga. <laughs> yeah, let's see. <laughs> they they actually all did a song together on telephone called Shadow Man, also produced yeah. by Felix. And this nigga said, 
butter smooth skin, acne shoes contradict. Mm. I hate him. Mm. Mm. And then uh uh what's the name? And this is the song where it's like she shows her flowability, her flowability. She comes in and she had this one line. She was like, radio niggas sound like they wearing adult diapers. She said, Glo- globalization is scary and fucking is fantastic. And I think that's also the line where she follows it up. And I still and I think it's funny that Morgan is still acting. <laughs> uh, she has a line where she says, I'm sipping on Sunny D. Ma'am. 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 Yeah, I got that right off. She's still in love with this nigga. <laughs> no name nasty. And I love the way she in, when she ends the verse. She says, um, she says something like uh she she's basically saying like she's like people say, Oh, your songs sound so depressing. And she's like, wait and just hear me out. Like saying vegan food is delicious, like wait and just hear me out. But this nigga, this nigga Saba stole the song, bro. This nigga got line for line. This nigga is just bar after bar after bar. And that's the one he said something about the NFL or something. I think I remember. Yeah. He's all I know is this nigga came in with because I know I got the gift like an elf and been wrapping raps around him like I'm a belt. I was like, get that, get him out of here, get him out of here. This that, that shit is like three, four entendres, bro. Get him out of here. <laughs> like this, 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 this is what infuriated me. I went on fucking genius. To read his lyrics because I missed some of them, like some of the bars I just didn't, I couldn't hear them very well. And when they got mm-hmm. to the explanation for this one, somebody somebody broke the whole bar down. It was like because you know elves wrap gifts, and he's got the gift like an elf, and he oh raps, God. he raps, rap like they broke the whole shit down. And some nigga was like, and he rap like a bell, like oh goodbye. Like here's <laughs> here's my thing. Here's my thing. Niggas was like. You didn't really need to explain that. It was self-explanatory. I was like, you niggas explain everything, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> the one line that actually is a bunch of fucking metaphors is the one that you mad somebody broke down. Not the ones they was like, I'm sipping on Sunny D. And you was like, Sunny D is a drink that you can buy from the grocery store. And clearly, um, No Name is sipping on maybe some Sunny D, probably because she's in L.A. She's getting some sun. And also, uh, she likes dick. Jesus. Um <laughs> No name. Diddy bop. Diddy bop is the bop. It is a bopper. You do be diddy boppling. Not diddy boppling. Diddy boppling. Is this is this a uh, interlude? Diddy boppling. I don't know. Diddy boppling. Benjamin Earl turn on the next track. This is my favorite. Part of me. Because that fucking hook is. That is the reason why. This, I, I said, oh, okay. This nigga, but this nigga Saba said, I just raised the bar. Hey, yo, hey, look what I did with the measure. Get him out of here, sir. Okay, can somebody please explain to me what she mean or what they mean by if you go wipe your shoes before you leave? Who said 
said that. Um, and one of those, I think it was in that Drake video, Felicia Rashad told him that in the video too. And I was like, what? And it's some like old auntie spiritual. <laughs> I want to say that's the way he, they said too. Like I never got it because I've never heard it ever until then. And then now this again, I have no idea. Wipe your shoes before you leave. Yes. Leave, not yes. come in, but leave. Like, is, does that mean like wipe this, like forget about me? Make sure, uh, yeah, I can see that. Like, make sure you get all last remnants of me off your shoes before you leave me completely. Like, don't have any reason to come back type, maybe? Like, no excuse for you to come back. Because she says, I can't pretend. not even, oh, no, yeah. He says, I can't mm-hmm. pretend I'm not myself, so if you go, wipe your shoes before you leave. Make sure you make a clean break. I'm I, Like, I'm assuming that's what... That like like you said, all remnants of me get them out, get them out your system. Make a clean ass break, cause that bothered me so much when I was listening to this song. I was like, why you wipe your shoes before you leave though? Like that, you don't want to track clean outside. Like I don't understand what. Yeah, that's that's the that's what I get from it. I'm trying to find the the quote. I googled it. I can't find it. It nothing comes. It's all about cleaning the sneakers. Like I'm not a sneakerhead. That's all. It's all about cleaning the sneakers. So. Cause it, cause he, cause it's also the way they put it. But if you go, wipe your shoes before you leave. It's like a threat. Mm-hmm. If you walk out that door, that's the last time you can walk out that door. Exactly. Don't come back. Like he, mm-hmm, this is why we talk about these things. Um. Yeah, she said. Um, she said my notebooks less Jesus, more gospel to it. Uh, she said, BT bars, let's holla and hoop, and my niggas is... Oh, that was... Okay, so that was fucking Benjamin. That was Earl. Oh, that was him. That okay. n- yes, that nigga said, let's holla and hoop, and my niggas is stupid. My niggas is shooting. Your interpretation of the last bar would tell me where you was rooted. Jesus. And this nigga said... Like, he got some... Man, this nigga said, a nigga put a gun to your face and your, um, your pupils is dilated. Mm-hmm. He followed that up with, oh, what a drug is fear. Oh, what a love is close. I, like, for you to be able to find people that's writing poetry like this and making it sound like typical rap bars, that nigga said, I've been everywhere, everywhere let me down. This is the quote. She said, I don't know if y'all saw the In My Feelings video. It's mm-hmm. actually kind of funny. But um, he was like trying to, he was, Drake was being a fuck nigga and trying to sound like a New Orleans fuck nigga. And he was trying to holler at, like, uh, I forgot who it was. I think it was Lala. And um, at her house. But she shares the house with her mama. So he's yelling and telling her, oh, you need to come down, yo, da, da. And she's just like, Yes, I've seen that part of the video. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. And now you remember what she said. But she said... uh, she says, this is not a Tate Diggs movie, sir. You are a grown man. Carry your ass home. I want you to leave and don't forget to go when you leave. <laughs> hmm. I am. So that kind of reminds that kind of reminds me of that line. Yeah, I can see that. You know. 
like your shoes before you leave. You know, <laughs> basically, you... get all your shit. Like, I want you to completely leave. Yeah, she like go. <laughs> she like, and when you leave, go. Like, carry your be all go the way completely. go. Not not half ass, and I see you tomorrow. I want you to completely leave. Be all the way gone, nigga. <laughs> see, uh, they they like you know a nigga can rap. Like at this point, you know a nigga can rap when he uses his whole name. My nigga, is, my nigga says, "Part of me featuring Benjamin Earl Turner." This nigga got the whole name of their government middle name, social security number. I know it's probably not. <laughs> I hope that would it is be though. Great if it wasn't like. I hope it is his whole ass government. <laughs> what if his What if his song is like Devonte, like McKnight, and then <laughs> he got this old, very you know. Joshua Stanfield. Strong Benjamin Earl Turner. He do sound like he invented the peanut. <laughs> also, it's BET, which is problematic. <laughs> but yeah, Felix is singing on this is pretty much just that that fucking reverb and that way the what he does to to create like a, a harmony with his voice when he says me. Uh, that there is so much feeling. It's so much meaning in just that hook. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like yeah, it's fucking fire. See, track ten. We're almost done, y'all. Is this this review is absolutely longer than the album. Uh, With you is number ten. <clears throat> this girl said, it "Gave you a taste of my redemption, and now I want my drink back." My hands tied behind my breast. Okay, nigga. <laughs> Okay, ma'am. <laughs> mm. This girl said in the missing therapy sessions of bullets treating me well. Well, we don't drink that. Mm. Ma'am, calm down with the commas. <laughs> if it ain't the top shelf, nigga, you can keep that. <sighs> These fucking entendres. It's three. That line she says shared my life on telephone, room 25 and 306. And 809 became my home. Is 306 area code for um, Chicago? I don't know. Maybe. And 809 is her new home? Maybe. She says, somebody hold me like I'm almost enough. Just. <sighs> somebody hold me like I'm almost enough. Like, hold me like, not hold me like I am enough. Hold me like I'm almost enough. Side note, 306 is Saskatchewan, Canada. Okay, so no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Absolutely not. I think, no, I think I that was her building. It. No, DJ, that's her, 306 is her building number. Oh, that was her building number. Okay. Um, Makes sense now. <laughs> somebody told me, pray for heaven, saw how tiny it was, little love from me, we can build this home alone. Like, he who leeches on Lover's Lane changed their laughter for London. Wireless festival, reparable, so good when he wasn't. This nigga, this, I don't know what happened in London. I don't know what happened in London. But I am more convinced now that this line is drawn from Ace's chorus. I mean, from Smino's chorus on Ace in that fucking Ace Hotel. You think it's him? No, I don't think it's Smino. I think some shit went down at the Ace Hotel in London. With this nigga. 
Probably on tour, living their best life, and with whoever nigga. That's that's his his name now is forever whoever nigga. Till we find out. Oh, we gotta find him. <laughs> we have to find. What him. went down at the Ace Hotel with whoever nigga and no name? Yes. What happened? Did they throw shit? Like what? Y'all get kicked out. Which song was the one she said, I think I need D'Angelo for this one? Was that Don't Forget About Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Don't Forget About Me. I love that. I know my body's fragile. No, it's made from clay. Mm. And the last track <laughs> is uh is No Name, and it is, of course, a track. It is an album ender. Um, She, she said, there's ghost on my bike, said he laid with a bullet. We wrote the scriptures for living in all the ways that he couldn't. Gave up the profit for pennies, no taste of mystery pudding. When labels ask me to sign, say my name don't exist. Yeah. I like the part where the bridge says the avenue remembers you. Like, mm-hmm. this is, no matter what goes on, like, you know. This this is where you grew up. This is where your roots come from. I love that the production on this song has that build up to the end. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like you know albums can have a climax over the whole album, like Dead Center. But this song actually has that that climax to the end, and then that fall of the credits in its sound. She had a line where she said, uh, "Moved into Inglewood, and the trauma came with the rent." Only worldly possession I have is life. Only room that I died in was 25. Mm. And mm, honey, yeah. honey. You changed. Which in 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 the again, I, I have a penis. But the only reason I got this line, because only vaginas are supposed to get this line. And emotional Negroes. Wow. <laughs> the only reason that I got this line, this is so fucking weird. Um in in the movie class act, yes, I'm referencing the movie class act for a, a, a fucking deep line. In class act, uh, I don't know what her name is in real in real life, but uh, Hillary Banks uh, is reading a poem to play, and she explained he was reading the poem, and it was like in the poem it said the the person said to die, and I don't know if it was Shakespeare or whatever the fuck they was reading. And what they meant by to die was to have a sexual orgasm. Mm-hmm. And that's how he ended up winning the contest at the end of the movie so they could get the money for the school because that was the question. Deathless death. Like, Hozier and take me to church. He's talking about fucking the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, that's that's why I was like, I know what she means by die in room 25. <laughs> <laughs> Not with bullets. <laughs> I know what she's like. I wave my finger and everything. I know y'all saw that. I, I, this line still bothers me when I hear it. Um, what's an eye for an eye when niggas won't love you back? No. What What does that mean? Like you, you all. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like when niggas don't love you back, like pretty much, this, what I give to you, I want in return, and it it sucks when you realize like that's not happening. So basically, all of that relationship is what. What is she? She referred all of that that one line. Like See, I did all this because I loved you. You know, I have feelings for you, but I want the same in return. And it sucks when, you know, you realize 
whether it be beginning or towards the end that you know this dude is not is not going to give me the same thing that i want so that's what that means see for like when i heard it like the only thing i could after listening to it a bunch of times i'm really like trying to figure it out and you again here we go you made it sound so goddamn simple when i was when i heard it i was like um because that's the term what's an eye for an eye is usually used as like for opposition or revenge mm-hmm. right and she says what's an eye for an eye when niggas won't love you back so i'm kind of like i'm looking at the way i looked at it was what is the point of going tit for tat with a nigga if you'll never get his love anyway like mm-hmm. I could like I like okay so um you know sometimes like you'll break up with a person or people will break up with people and they'll do things like date other people to throw it in their face or what but what's the point of doing all of that what's the point of revenge if you're if if all I really wanted from you was love and I'm never gonna get that right but then it all even that stems from how I feel even with the after the before the breakup. And clearly that just shows somebody had, you know, stronger feelings than the other person did. Mm-hmm. So, but that's what you want. You want the same intensity. Like I always say eye for an eye, regardless if, you know, it was a, you know, a term of, you know, whatever, like death, whatever the case may be, it's still, you know, equal. It's always equal. So I just felt like that's what she meant. Like I, equally want the same love and respect and acknowledgement in a relationship that i just gave you weird because it's like because i was thinking like what if so let's say this let's say whoever nigga cheated on her and mm-hmm. she's like okay well i'm gonna cheat on you but what's the point of doing all this if in the end he still ain't gonna love you like right. i guess like the interpretation from i guess like some i don't know maybe you can maybe you can you would be able to, to justify this more than i could i'm just inferring right now but i'm assuming that some women cheat on a person to get back at them because they love them as ridiculous yeah. as that sounds i mean uh, yeah people cheat for all kinds of damn reasons so that definitely it does not seem far-fetched you know you know, it was always the thing that, you know, they say women are more emotional than men in a sense. Like, if you get cheated on, like, men mostly do it just for sexual pleasure versus mostly women do it out of emotion. Like, they have more feelings tied to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I can see that. Um, but I just, I guess I just see even even to the core of it, it's always somebody has stronger feelings than the other person. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. That is that, that was the last album. And uh, this track featured, uh, Adam Ness and y'all, and it is a, a great closer to the album. Again, for me, the album just continues in rotation. I don't think I've ever just listened like one or two tracks from this album. I always started from the beginning because mm-hmm. I just love hearing her complete stories. <laughs> and I just I'm I'm basically just waiting for the vinyl for this to go on sale as soon as she changes the cover. So just to address that, she had an artist do a cover for her, and it is the cover for this album is so good. It is it it, it captures so much of this album in the cover, right? Like it's her visibly, but you still don't know her, right? Looking at the cover, and it's all this other stuff going on. It is abstract yet organized. It is 
greatness. It is so fucking jazzy. And the nigga who did it had to go and abuse the woman he was with. Uh, domestic He had a domestic violence situation. Mm. Supposedly, he beat the shit out of this girl. Um, so No Name took the cover off once she found out because the one of the the girl he beat her friends reached out to her and i think they had pictures too so she Mm -hmm. uh she took the cover down and she's working on getting a replacement cover so basically you need to get this before the cover changes nigga she never put a vinyl out so we'll never get it before the cover changes because the vinyl trust me deidre i was on this shit like i was on it i was like nigga is this is a vinyl of this does it exist and there are no vinyls of this album. Oh man! I was so ready to get it too. I was like, like, which which sounds bad. I shouldn't be supporting it, but for collectors' no, purposes. I mean, it's just collective. You know, I take away the fuck nigga stuff. It's a dope, you know, it's dope artwork, and you know, you're really supporting her, not him. But um, yeah, it's a collector's item because this is not. It's not going to be in print. This cover anymore. Mm-hmm. So I would well, that's what I would. But she never for. printed it. Like they, it never, they never printed it for vinyl, as far as I know. Mm. That's uh, that's disappointing. Because you know now the new cover is always going to be whatever the new. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I mean is the right thing. Because you it don't is. want them making any money off of this cover. But at the same time, I feel exactly the way you feel. I wanted this. And then when I found out that she was changing it, despite it being because of this, I'm like, same thing with Travis Scott. When Frank Ocean was like, take my verse off that song, I was like, well, let me go get this album. (laughs) That song don't even work without Ocean on it. So, Mm -hmm. but somebody created a poster. Now you can buy a poster of the cover on on, on, uh, Etsy. How much? $9. I probably would grab it. You can get a get- 24 by 24 for 14 bucks. You can get a 12 might- by 12 for nine. I might get it to get it framed before. Cause you know, once that album changes, cover changes, they can be like, Oh, this is a collector's item. Mm-hmm. It's going to be triple the, you know, the amount. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, wow. So yeah, there you are. That's that's what it is. Um, no name, room twenty five, a phenomenal album. Probably will be in my top five albums of this year, uh, easily. Yeah, me too. It it'll be up there with the next. It'll be in the top five with the next album we reviewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Matter of fact, I don't. I don't even know what the other three will be. Maybe maybe swimming. Is up there. I don't know what the other three are in the top five right now. I just know for sure these two are are in the top five. Yeah, so. I'm gonna have to look because it's fastly approaching. I'm gonna have to start getting my list together. Mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of stuff. Like last week, we got hit with a mother load of projects. Cause I don't, man, that fucking Travis Scott, Twenty One Savage, Metro Boomin. That shit is. Great. It's incredible. Good God. <laughs> like, it's so fucking good. Bless them folks. Like, what in the world? Ugh. 
And I just got to see Vince do his whole new album live at Complex Con, and that shit is extremely dope as well. Oh, yeah. See, this is gonna be a hard one. <laughs> yeah, because it seems like it's like you don't get anything, and then next thing you know, like, oh, here's five albums you should listen to this week. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. All right, y'all. Um, where's my forty acres? And we'll see y'all. Mm. I guess in a week with another full set of episodes for the for the podcast, we missed a lot. We missed uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B settling their beef. We yeah. missed uh, elections. Um, we missed some some Facebook drama stuff that really ain't something we'd be discussed on the show because it ain't our biz like that. And the only thing that probably could be said about that is just you know know who you fucking around with and who you not fucking around with because it's wild out here. Uh, Facebook is the new Twitter, but for families. So it's it's PG Twitter. And other than that, um, if y'all have something you want to tell us about No Name or something we got wrong or you just have an opinion, please share it with us at wheresmy40acres.com. There is a email in the contact section, which will connect you directly to us. You can leave a voicemail at 443-832-3494. And you can just send us an email directly if you have this fear, if you have a fear of websites, you have a website phobia, you can send us an email podcast at where's my 40 acres.com. We'll highlight y'all next time. And we'll have voicemails for the show next week. Um, they're in our email right now. We just not playing them during album reviews. So yeah. Holla at y'all and support this project, man. If she's coming to your city and tickets are still on sale, please buy them because it will be an experience. Yeah. All right. We're out. Peace.